Chapter sixty of Peter Simple. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Peter Simple by Frederick Marriott. Chapter sixty. An old friend in a new case. Heart of oak in Swedish fir. A man's a man all the world over, and something more in many parts of it peter gets reprimanded for being dilatory but proves a title to a defence allowed when we were about forty miles off the harbour a frigate hove in sight we made the private signal she hoisted swedish colours and kept away a couple of points to close with us we were within two miles of her when she up courses and took in her tea-gallant sails as we closed to within two cable lengths she hove two we did the same and the captain desired to lower down the boat and board her ask her name by whom she was commanded and offer any assistance if the captain required it this was the usual custom of the service and i went on board in obedience to my orders when i arrived on the quarter-deck i asked in french whether there were any one who spoke it the first lieutenant came forward and took off his hat I stated that I was requested to ask the name of the vessel and the commanding officer, to insert it in our log, and to offer any services that we could command. He replied that the captain was on deck, and turned around, but the captain had gone down below. I will inform him of your message. I had no idea that he had quitted the deck, and the first lieutenant left me. I exchanged a few compliments and a little news with the officers on deck who appeared to be very gentlemanlike fellows when the first lieutenant requested my presence in the cabin i descended the door was opened i was announced by the first lieutenant and he quitted the cabin i looked at the captain who was sitting at the table he was a fine stout man with two or three ribbons at his buttonhole and a large pair of mustachios I thought that I had seen him before, but I could not recollect when. His face was certainly familiar to me, but as I had been informed by the officers on deck that the captain was a Count Shuxon, a person I had never heard of, I thought that I must be mistaken. I therefore addressed him in French, paying him a little compliment with all the necessary etceteras. The captain turned round to me, took his hand away from his forehead, which it had shaded and looked me full in the face replied mr semple i don't understand but very little french spin your yarn in plain english i started i thought that i knew your face replied i am i mistaken no it must be mr chucks you are right my dear mr semple it is your old friend chucks the boatswain whom you now see we shook hands heartily and then he requested me to sit down what said i they told me on deck that the frigate was commanded by count shuxon that is my present rank my dear peter but as you have no time to lose i will explain all i know i can trust to your honour you remember that you left me as you and i supposed dying in the privateer with the captain's jacket and epaulets on my shoulders when the boats came out and you left the vessel they boarded and found me i was still breathing and judging of the rank by my coat 
they put me into the boat and pushed on shore the privateer sank very shortly after i was not expected to live but in a few days a change took place and i was better they asked me my name and i gave my own which they lengthened to shuckson somehow or another i recovered by a miracle and am now as well as ever i was in my life they were not a little proud of having captured a captain of the british service as they supposed for they never questioned me as to my real rank after some weeks i was sent home to denmark in a running vessel but it so happened that we met with a gale and were wrecked on the swedish coast close to karlskrona the danes were at that time at war having joined the russians and they were made prisoners while i was of course liberated and treated with great distinction but as i could not speak either french or their own language i could not get on very well however i had a handsome allowance and permission to go to england as soon as i pleased the swedes were then at war with the russians and were fitting out their fleet but god bless them they didn't know much about it at last they all came to me and if they did not understand me entirely i showed them how to do it with my own hands and the fleet began to make a show of their rigging the admiral who commanded was very much obliged and i seemed to come as regularly to my work as if i were paid for it at last the admiral came with an english interpreter and asked me whether i was anxious to go back to england or would i like to join their service i saw what they wanted and i replied that i would prefer an english frigate to a swedish one and that i would not consent unless they offered something more and then with the express stipulation that i should not take arms against my own country they then waited for a week when they offered to make me a count and give me the command of the frigate this suited me as you may suppose peter it was the darling wish of my heart i was to be made a gentleman i consented and was made count shuckson and had a fine large frigate under my command i then set to work with a will superintended the fitting out of the whole fleet and showed them what an englishman could do we sailed and you of course know the brush we had with the russians which i must say did us no discredit i was fortunate to distinguish myself for i exchanged several broadsides with a russian two-decked ship and came off with honour when we went into port i got this ribboned i was out afterwards and fell in with a russian frigate and captured her for which i received this other ribbon since that i have been in high favour and now that i speak the languages i like the people very much i am often at court when i am in harbour and peter i am married i wish you joy count with all my heart yes and well married too to a swedish countess of very high family and i expect that i have little boy or girl by this time so you observe peter that i am at last a gentleman and what is more my children will be noble by two descents who would have thought that this would have been occasioned 
by my throwing the captain's jacket into the boat instead of my own and now my dear mr simple that i have made you my confidant i need not say do not say a word about it to anybody my dear count replied i your secret is safe with me and my pleasure is very great i then in a few words stated where o'brien was and then we parted i went with him on deck count shuxton taking my arm and introducing me as an old shipmate to his officers i hope we may meet again said i but i'm afraid there is little chance who knows replied he see what chance has done for me my dear peter god bless you you are one of the very few whom i always loved god bless you my boy and never forget that all i have is at your command if you come my way i thanked him and saluting the officers went down the side as i expected when i came on board the captain demanded in an angry tone why i had stayed so long i replied that i was shown down into count shuxon's cabin and he conversed so long that i could not get away sooner as it would not have been polite to have left him before he had finished his questions i then gave a very civil message and the captain said no more the very name of a great man always silenced him End of chapter 60 Recording by John Brandon